0: Love Talk Radio. your host here at energy awareness radio i am a reiki master and certified sound therapist with a private practice in sussex county new jersey where we are streaming to you live as we do every wednesday evening at 6 p.m eastern time our chat room is open so feel free to join the discussion that's already happening online and we do keep an eye on the chat room so if you have a question go ahead and post it and we'll do our best to get your question on air As an alternative, for those of you who are on the go and you can't continue to listen online, please call us directly by dialing 347-202-0227. And that way you can listen via phone or please, please, please use your Bluetooth if you're driving about. Okay, have you ever happened across something, maybe an article, a song, a movie, an event that you are attending, or a discussion that comes up out of nowhere, and you said to yourself, hmm, that's funny, Or, what a coincidence. Well, if you're a regular listener of Energy Awareness Radio, you know it's not a coincidence. It's an absolute sign being given to you at the exact moment in your life when you need it. My guest tonight is Australian speaker and media spokesperson, Alison Nancy. She is a gifted writer, and she writes to inspire positive change in people's lives. She's inspired companies such as Benden, Ella Bach, and WIFT, Women in Film and Television, to achieve their personal and professional dreams. And using her life recipes, meditation rituals, and life skills training tools, Allison opens her audience's hearts and minds to create what they would most love at work, in their relationships, and in their everyday lives. She gives new meaning to living a life that is balanced and whole, and tonight, she's here to speak with us about her recently released book, Note to Self. Good evening, Allison. Thank you so very much for taking time to join us tonight. I really appreciate that. How are you being this evening? I'm
1: fabulous. I'm actually, it's actually 8 o'clock in the morning in Australia right now, so a very civilized hour for me. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes, I know, you're all the way on the other side of the world <laughs> This is going to be a great yeah. interview There is a little bit of a lapse, but it's okay, we're good with that You know, I, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed your book I don't get to read a lot of fiction often Because I'm usually reading self-help books that are typical to the show And the, to- the title of your book is Note to Self And I have to tell you, I say this to myself constantly particularly when it's something to me that is the utmost importance or, or or seemingly so to me, you know, uh, when I received the pitch from your publicist, I thought, Hey, I say that a lot. I wonder what this is about. And then I read and I enjoyed it completely and thoroughly. You know, your book note to self, as I said, is not your typical self-help book at all. Rather, I found as I read that it's a journey through the good, the bad and the ugly, if you will, in life. And through this journey, the reader learns that none of us ever really loses our sense of self. We may not feel it fully, but that inner light we all have is always there. It might be a little bit dim at times, but always, always a glimmer is there. We just need to learn how to turn up the glow, and your book speaks to that so very well. So how is it that you came to write this particular book? First of all, thank you so
1: much for everything you just said. That means a lot just to hear it and, and to get that feedback. How I came to write the book was, this is actually my fifth book, but it's my first novel. So um, I knew I had it in need to kind of challenge myself and go to that next level and go from non-fiction to fiction. But it's a big challenge. It's, it's a really different way to be a writer. And it kept kind of bubbling away in me. It's one of those things which is a little bit like, what happens to the character best in the novel is just this thing was bubbling away in terms of life change and I knew I had to write this. Anyway, my husband and I and the kids were away on an overseas holiday staying with some friends in the south of France and I woke up one night in the middle of the night around 2 or 3 and I could not get back to sleep and I knew something was in me. So I went down to the living room and it was obviously very dark and I took a notepad and pen which always kind of you know travels with me wherever I go and I just closed my eyes and I just did a little meditation. And I just said, you know, if there's something in me to write, just let it come to the page. Just want a little bit of write. And I literally wrote nonstop for about five hours until the sun came up in the rolling hills of the south of France. And death arrived on my page, and note to self arrived on my page. And I just went, okay, this is what I meant to write. So that was the beginning of where it all began. And I came back home and got back to life in Australia and all that sort of stuff and got busy and put it on the hold for sort of a while. And then uh, the Book Expo was coming up about a year ago. It's on every year. And I thought, I'm going to make that my deadline to pitch this book in America. And I'm going to have a really good draft of it to pitch it. Uh, And that was over a year ago. And that became my my goal, if you like. I'm going to write this novel and put it out there. And that's how I came to write the book.
0: Yeah, you did a great job with it. And I believe it started to go on sale in the United States uh, on June 1st of this year, correct? correct. Yep, that's really okay. so. Yes, uh it, it's it, you know and you did a great job with it. I can't believe you kind of wrote it in like 5 hours. That's just amazing to me. Did you always know that you wanted to be a I, writer?
1: <laughs> I I actually, yeah. I I didn't write the whole thing in 5 hours, but I wrote a really good beginning chunk of it. And how I tend to write is I actually write from start to finish. I don't plot out different things the characters want to do. Like I have ideas when I'm walking down the street or in the shower sort of stuff and I might write that idea down. But I actually write it's like I'm going on the unknown journey like the character is from start to finish. Um so yeah, I um I just I just kept writing it, writing and writing it, and I completely just forgot what your question was. I was so in my head. <laughs> I wasn't doing it, I'm was i so sorry. What did you say, then? <laughs> I was actually, I was, and this is what I do when I write. You know, everyone just had an experience of what I'm like as a writer. I literally kind of go into my little bubble, and I shut out the outside world, and i become this character in this book. Are you actually, sorry, I just remembered the question um, about the writing. I have loved to write since I was a little kid, and I actually kind of did what I did when I was a little kid. I used to go into my imaginary world and in my bedroom, I'm the only child, and I would just sit in this little world of imagination and come up with stories and play with my dolls and, you know, the different movie things taking place and reading my books. And I remember when I was eight years old, my teacher, my third grade teacher, gave all of us the task of writing about a day in the life of ourselves. And I was so excited to be given that brief and that challenge, and I went home and I wrote Three long full scat pages from start to finish about the day in the life of myself. And I just, I just you know, kind of had this expulsion onto the page. Anyway, the next day we had to hand it in and the teacher had read some and she said, I've chosen three people to read out, the three that I really think are significant standouts and I was one of them and I was just so excited and impressed. Anyway, she <laughs> read it all out and I was, you know, being inside and excited, but she said something at the end. The reason I'm telling the story is because Often this happens in our life, we have this beautiful passion, this beautiful gift inside us and when something happens and it's like a knife goes through and you think, Wow, I can't do that, I'm not good at that or whatever At the very end of her reading it to the whole class, I'm being bing being inside of ready to explode, she says, Okay, class, now what was wrong with that story? Yeah. That the first words that came out of her mouth. And I literally just died inside, this little eight year old girl, and I was devastated. And everyone was kind of looking at her as if to say, well, I thought it was kind of a good story. I'm not sure what was wrong with it. No one put their hand up. Anyway, eventually she kind of probed and she said, there was no full stop in this story. There was no, she literally, from the beginning of the first page to the end of the third page, she had one long sentence. And, you know, it's interesting for me as a writer, now that, I, now that I'm 43 and I have the wisdom of life and all that sort of stuff and self-help under my belt, It is the editor's job to help you as a writer shape and shift, you know, in terms of grammatically and and have you told the story well. But I realized that I was so excited to get that story onto the page. I didn't care about the full stops. I just wanted to get the story out. But it was that thing of this third grade teacher saying to me something quite significant that scarred me. And it wasn't until I was doing a writing course when I was pregnant with my daughter, who's now eight, And this writing teacher did a lot of meditation. She was very kind of cathartic. It was called Finding the Writer's Voice. And in that course, I connected with that kind of little wound that happened to me when I was eight. And I said, oh, my God, I have been holding this back for myself my whole life. I've done PR, I've done media, I'm writing in a different form, but I'm not writing for pure pleasure and pure joy. And so from that course onwards, I just started writing and I just started calling myself a writer and i think that's a big step to writers the day you call yourself a writer is the day that you really embody that uh that role
0: and good for you for doing that from the time you were eight because what what a a really terrible thing for a teacher to say is to point out the the error if you will first and you know i mean you're eight years old come on (laughs) 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 Not, not a politically
1: correct thing these days
0: no, you, I, even then, I mean, come on, that's just crazy. Yeah. You know, a lot of times will people people will say things like, you know, I always I always end up doing it wrong. I, I've done it wrong so many times I can't seem to get it right. Instead, turn it around and look at it and say, you know, I've discovered all of the ways that it doesn't work. Now, how can I figure out how it does work? You know, she certainly was. I don't think this woman was a positive person.
1: <laughs> no, she was very, if you've got a picture in your mind a very kind of English-spoken old school mom type person, she was very much cross your T's and dot your I's and she was very accurate, she was, she was you know a real literary kind of person so she kept pride in her books and had a passion for books but really as a writer and this is what I would say to anyone listening, if you want to write, just write, don't edit yourself while you're writing, just get it onto the page because it is the job of your publisher or your producer or whatever to help you shape shift and the full stuff can come later. The hardest part is actually to get the story onto the page. So, yeah, don't let whatever, uh, you know, anyone else says stop you from doing what you love.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it's funny because this is fiction, but I can't, you, you know, a person cannot write fiction such as this if they had not experienced their own growth or aha moment or coming into being or however one wants to refer to that getting it moment. So, is any of this in your book your life experience? And if not, what was your own experience that brought you to to write this particular story? Because you can't. This is all about growth, and you can't write about that if you don't have it. Yeah, see, I had a
1: total aha moment ten years ago that literally changed my life forever. And it was actually a wonderful hard moment. Often in life, we have something kind of terrible that happens to us or around us and we think, okay, I've got to claim my life and make the most of it. What happened to me was um, growing up as a only child, I actually was in this parent family with just my mum. And my parents broke up before I was born. Uh, they were only 20 and they were dating and... You know, they lost contact. They were traveling from Perth to Sydney, which is kind of the distance between LA and New York uh, away. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they broke up and um, there was no internet back then and no mobile phones, no Google, no Facebook, that kind of stuff. They lost contact with each other. And my mum did try and find my dad at different times, but she just wasn't successful. Anyway, and I never had a photo. I never had a photo of my dad. I had a name. I had a few little facts and that's all I ever had. But all I really had was my imagination kind of think, oh, what does he look like? Is he a nice guy? Those kinds of things. Anyway, 10 years ago, I was doing a course, which was a year-long journey, and it was a real kind of confrontational stuff sort of journey, and it was called Living From Greatness. Anyway, I, um, during this course, two things came up for me that were very confronting, and one of them was I really wanted to find my dad. I actually didn't want to not fulfill that dream anymore, and the second thing was I actually wanted to be a writer. I really wanted to be a writer. So during that course, I just, and I'm a tourist, so I'm kind of like, you know, when I go for something, I just go full steam ahead. And I Mm -hmm. just, during this course, I thought, I really want to find my dad. But I actually used the work that I learned in this course in terms of meditating on it dreaming on it and using my imagination, which was always such a powerful tool for me, and just believing it was possible and blocking out everyone that said that it wasn't. And in fact, Two years prior, I employed a government protective agency to try and help me find my dad, and they were not successful. Anyway, during this course, I pieced everything I could together, and I eventually found this man that I believed to be my dad. And if it was this man, he was living 20 minutes away from my husband's family. So a one-hour train ride for me, and yeah, 20 minutes away from my husband's family. They could have shopped at the same supermarket. Anyway, I left a message, yeah, it was just mind-blowing completely, so I was 33 at the time, and I left a message, and I, at his local bowling club, and I was very kind of, okay, I'm just going to, like, be very laissez-faire, and just, oh, look, I believe I'm a long-distance relative, and you know, I'm not sure, and this is my name, and, and my surname at the time was, my mum's maiden name. So I thought, look, he'll know the name if he remembers my mum, you know, at all. Mm-hmm. And anyway, it was a local bowling club and I hadn't heard back from him for a couple of days and I thought, Oh no, he doesn't he's actually not interested in knowing me. So I rang back to the bowling club. It's that thing of you've just got to keep going. Even if you get a no, you've got to keep trying. So I rang the bowling mm-hmm. club back and I said, Look, I left you a message for him and you know, la 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 and they said, Oh, he's a great bloke, love. He just hasn't been in. He'll call you, he'll be in tomorrow. He generally comes in on our Thursday. And can you imagine what those words must have felt like? For the first time ever, someone was telling me what my father was like. They said, he's a great bloke. And I just hung on to those words. So I just hung mm. on and hung on. And then that Thursday night I went out. And they were the days that you actually turned your mobile phone off when you went out.
2: And I had it <laughs> off. And the
1: next morning, I woke, yeah, I woke up uh, on the Friday morning and I um, had a message on my phone. And the message said, G'day, love. It's Lindsay, sit here. I believe you've been trying to get hold of me. Here is my phone number. And so for the first time in my life, at 33 years of age, I heard my dad's voice and I had his phone number. So I called him back and we connected. And I I obviously had to find out whether it was the right, you know, Lindsay that went out with my mum all those years ago, and it was. And so finding him just told me that absolutely everything was possible in my life. That was my complete aha, the light went on in my life. And so from that moment on, I actually changed my life. I thought, all right, what do I really want to be doing in my life? I'm good at all these other things, but what's true to me and true to my heart. So I started writing, I started mentoring other people to go for their dreams, started running kind of meetings and workshops and that thing. Big and small dreams. It could be anything like, you know, fulfilling a hobby that you haven't fulfilled and those sorts of things or changing jobs or relationships. But the interesting thing is when you go for your dreams fully, it actually has a full impact on those people around you because a year after I found my dad, I was getting married. So my my husband was my boyfriend at the time in terms of my dad living 20 minutes away. And I was getting married, but my parents hadn't seen each other for 35 years almost. And so my mum was freaking out and all that kind of stuff, as you do. And so I hooked them up the day before the wedding and I thought, that'll be a little bit more polite than just, you know, announcing them to each other at the wedding. <laughs> and then they, you know, anyway, they got along and they spent the day and I thought, Oh, I hope this is all right. She hasn't called me back and he hasn't called me back. And I rang up and I said, are you okay? Is everything all right? Just yeah, I love it. i husband sitting here, having a beer, looking through old photos, looking with your granddad, your uncle, here with your mum. Oh, love, just, just do your wedding stuff. It's all good. I'm, I'm really happy. And I thought, wow, this is phenomenal. Anyway, the next day at the wedding, my parents were really getting along and they were, had a dance and we had some photos. And at that wedding was the first time I ever had a photo with my dad on one side and my mum on the other side. That was my first photo with my parents. And so, but what happened at that wedding, something happened between the two of them. So a year later, um, they actually, what happened was they start, secretly started a long distance romance. So my mum was sitting in Bondi at the time and my dad in Brisbane. And then I only found out about it through my grandfather, who was my mum's dad. And then a year later they got engaged, and the year after that, oh my I got god,
0: married. oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so that's the movie. They well. had they had their own
0: aha uh-huh moment.
1: <laughs> they totally had their own aha moment, and literally because my mum was, you know, very troubled my whole life in lots of different ways, very high and very low. And that was her aha moment and definitely for him. And their lives have completely changed the result. They've moved from Perth to be closer to myself and my family and the kids and stuff to help us out. Um, they look after my children when I come to America regularly for all my book stuff. And it is a complete healing journey for my entire family. So we're all having our aha moments in my family as a result of that.
2: That's
0: fabulous. What a great story. Yeah. Now, uh, and 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 although that that's a wonderful and a profound story, it really doesn't have there's not any likeness to it to the book that you wrote, the the fiction of, of note to self. There really isn't. And yet that all came to you. So it really yeah. is just fiction. It's not based on an event that happened in your life or, or anything like that. Is that correct?
1: It's total fiction, T. So all of the, mm-hmm. not, like the kind of life wisdom introduced to the different characters you would have read about in the book are all just different bits of wisdom that are either I've received in life or literally came up in my imagination. But the story mm-hmm. itself is pure fiction. I mean, I literally got lost in my imagination and just explored the story. I, I actually love to explore the story and come up with all sorts of scenarios and stories. So it's, it's totally fiction. I mean, I actually haven't even been to Peru. So there you go.
0: You know, what's funny, though, is the the story is total fiction and the bits of wisdom that you mentioned that you um, had come to your aha moments during your life, they're not bits. <laughs> There's a lot in here. I mean, I read this book, and I thought this woman has really gotten it. She knows. She gets it. Because you, you couldn't have written the way that you wrote if you had not experienced what you wrote. And I don't mean the story part. I mean all of those aha moments yeah. parts. You can't make that stuff up. That those parts had to have happened to you.
1: I have definitely had dark times in my life. You know, growing up as an only child in a single-parent family, not knowing your dad back 43 years ago, you know, there's all sorts of scarring as a result of that. And, you mm-hmm. know, different, you know, failed relationships with men, you know, a combination all that sort of stuff. But I've been at rock bottom, and my rock bottom was probably more like 29 rather than 39 for the character in the book. But mm-hmm. I just... um so, yes, I've had all those dark times and I've observed other people having those dark times, but I am so passionate. And I have been my whole life passionate about helping people. That's always been in my nature. But I'm now in this place where I so know who I am that I'm actually giving this you know, wisdom and life wisdom, inspiring people to live a positive life because I really believe that's actually how we should all be living. I really believe that we should be happy and we should be supporting each other and we should be doing what we love with people we love and all those sorts of things. So my way just happens to be through my writing because I, I love to write so much. Um, I love to get lost in the story. So that's just the way that I do it. It's just, it's my gift, you know, we all have our thing and I've I've connected with what my gift is and I just look forward to doing more of it. So yes, I've, I've had different things that have happened to uh, best in terms of dark times, but definitely not those experiences. You know, they're all completely fictional. Uh, the scenery yeah. and all those different things were just what came up in my mind at the time. And I always meditate, tea before I write. So I just... It could be like a two-minute meditation, but I close my eyes, center myself, and I just, you know, go into my imagination and I ask the story to come on the page. And I just trust what comes on the page. So I kind of believe it comes from me and it also comes from a bigger place as well. So... That's, that's where I'm at with uh, you know exploring my storytelling.
0: Yes, and 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 when you speak, I know that you do have passion. It really comes through strong. But you get it. You get see the whole premise of the book for the listeners is that there's a lot of wisdom in here and a lot of aha moments that if anybody read this book, and it is a very it's humorous it's it's enjoyable it's funny it's uh charming it, it's enlightening it's inspirational it's got all of it in it it's a quick read and you know that okay uh, uh, none of that stuff happened to you that you had to build a story around your aha moments but you have had many aha moments because you don't have that kind of wisdom it just doesn't You just don't sit there and the wisdom comes to you one day. That's just not how it happens. You wouldn't be the writer that you are if that's the way it happened. You had to have experienced things in order to get to the the wisdom part. And, you know, it's interesting because the title of your book is Note to Self. And what I really liked is at the end of each chapter, there's a one-sentence wrap-up, if you will, entitled Note to Self, which I found to be a very clever way to reinforce the message in the chapter It's terrific because if someone didn't get the essence of the message in the chapter on the first read, and we've all done this, you know, you sit there and you read something, but your mind kind of is somewhere else and you need to go back and, and read the chapter again. If that happened, you would read the chapter again and you would get the message, only this time you know what to look for because note to self is there. You know, is that why you added the note to self at the end of the chapter so people would get it if they didn't get it by reading it?
1: Yeah, I loved putting those at the end of every chapter and what people will find when they read this book, I don't know if you found this, but um, as the book you know, journey goes on, it's almost like her notes of self become deeper and kind of more powerful and more potent because her journey is becoming deeper and more powerful. So I... One challenge I had with this book was I actually had to learn to take my non-fiction hat off and keep my fiction hat on. That was probably one of my biggest challenges of writing this book. I I really just had to not explain everything. But I did still want to get the message through. And one of the reasons I put that there was because of those reasons, but also because it's that thing of how often do we stop to take a little bit of time in our day or a week and reflect? And just think, well, what did I learn this week? You know, what was important? What was significant? I think people are so busy going through their lives. There's no downtime. You know, even on the traveling, on the train or the bus or whatever, people are on their cell phones, you know, absorbing content or whatever it happens to be or reading or whatever, which is, you know, fine to stay abreast. But when do we actually stop and breathe and reflect? And that's the reason I put that in is because that's what the character does she's so in her head the whole time it's like this is the only time that she exhales and in you know the end of each chapter she kind of exhales and says oh and this is it's kind of the potent thing that came through and I just loved writing them and I loved my publisher, Roseanne, and I, when we were kind of collaborating on those. And um, there was this one point, between enough, this editor, this previous editor, and she said, do we need all the notes yourself? Can't we just have them in some chapters? And then my, my publisher and I laughed at each other, with each other, and we said, yes, we need them in every single chapter. That is the point. So it kind of just completely, it was like the ribbon that went around the package at the end of the book by having those at the end of each chapter.
0: Well, I absolutely loved it. And we're talking with Allison Nancy, author of Note to Self. You can learn more about Allison by going to her website, allisonnancy.com. That's A L I S O N N A N C Y E.com. You know, I. Uh, I think that's why I loved the book so much when you said everybody is so into whatever it is that they're doing. First of all, it was very current. It wasn't, you know, going back in time. It was a current book. You were talking about people using their iPhones and and their iPod and, and things like that. It's all the stuff that's happening today, and the very first thing that we learn is this woman is in her head and I thought oh my gosh we talk about this on the show all the time that people don't take enough downtime they don't take any time for themselves it's just go 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 and nobody thinks of the other person it's just all about themselves and what they need to do and where they need to go and bumping into people and I think that was the first thing that drew me into the book is because we talk about it so much here because it's so you need to have downtime if you don't take care of you no you won't be able to take care of anyone else and that's extremely important. But then when you said, you know what, you had to take off your nonfiction hat and put on your fiction hat, you did do that, but you did it in a really cool way because it really is it's a it's a fiction book that is very self help. People will get it without realizing they're being taught. They won't think, oh, I'm reading a self-help book, yeah. I have to do this, I have to do this. It's a great, I think that's what I liked about it so much. Perhaps the fact that you've written so much nonfiction prior to and then did this, it's a great, it's a great twist because you, you manage to do it and wrap it up so very, very well. Yeah, well,
1: I also wanted to appeal to people that are actually looking for a bit of change in their life and they've got a lot going on. And they really need some inspiration or some hope. You know, there's some people out there, a lot of people out there, many people out there who are in dark places. I really believe this book, this novel, is such a gentle, inspiring, you know, eye-opening kind of way to open them up. I don't believe anyone would not read this book and not feel some sort of message for them personally. Everyone will get their own thing from it. And so it's a really nice way to read you know, quote, a self-help book because it's. I'm not spoon-feeding, I'm not preaching, it's just this effortless, you know, is And as you said, it's funny. This book is funny as well. You know, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll, you'll be taken on a journey and there's romance, want some stuff too. So it's like going to the movies, reading a book and being educated at the same time. Love it. Absolutely. That's, it's, it's kind of it's, it's a mash-up of all my, my work and my wisdom and I blended it all into one big uh, hearty book.
0: And it is gentle, and it is not preachy, you know, because as you go through it, there are you can find aspects of yourself and say, oh, yeah, I do that. Or you can think, oh, my gosh, I would never do that. <laughs> I, I said that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I love the character and I thought I should be more like Beth but I don't think I can <laughs> <laughs> well I just had
1: one woman in the playground the other day she's got four kids and she said I just love this book because the chapters are short as well I don't have a lot of time and she said but I'm loving this my husband came to ask me about the washing the other day and I'm like looking at him thinking go away I'm reading notes myself and she mm. said I just love that I can read a chapter or two and be inspired and she said but even like the mother characters she said I don't even have that with my mother so it's even opening up my eyes to what other people must be experiencing so it's that kind of book that you can relate to yourself but you can also think wow do other people go through this and it's also about having empathy for people around you which I also think when we go into that realm that we are all uh, helping each other to have a better life too and we have more empathy and more understanding of other people's situations.
0: Absolutely and and it's from the standpoint of her dysfunctional family it 's from the standpoint of strangers, people she works with, colleagues, how she kind of uh, stays within and represses herself, and then all of a sudden starts to go out and do these you know these things that people just don 't do you just don 't drop your life and do the things that she did as a matter of fact i 'm sure you 've been told before that this book is somewhat of a cross between the works of uh, Richard Bach and uh, Eat Pray Love and probably O magazine all into one book. To me, that's a huge compliment. I'm sure you've heard that a million times, have you not?
1: I was really pleased to hear that the first time and the 1,000th time. It has been really lovely to get that feedback. They're really saying it's very eat, pray, love, and it's this woman's journey to finding love and finding herself and traveling. And it's very O Magazine because there's a lot of aha moments. Like you'd read in O Magazine, they're all over this book and interwoven in this book. And then it's a bit Bridget Jones' diary and that she's this woman in her head and she's kind of funny and a little bit dysfunctional or whatever. So yeah, it's it's a mashup of all of those and um I'm just I am so excited that this book is now out and people can go and buy it and read it and give me this feedback and everything you have said has been just wonderful to hear this. So I mean, just for me as a gift as a writer, it's just it's like I am receiving so much more light inside me just
0: hearing everything you just said in this interview. So thank you. I just want to say thank you
1: about that. Oh, you're
0: quite, you're quite welcome. I mean, you know, it's, uh, we don't do a lot of fiction books on this show. And as I said, when I got this from your publicist, I thought, okay, note to self, there's something I say. Let me see what this is about. And I just skimmed through it, and I saw all the little note to self notes at the end of each chapter and i hadn't even read the book yet and i emailed her and said yeah okay let's book her on the show and she said did you like the book and i said i don't know i haven't read it yet but i can tell that it's going to be good sometimes you just pick up a book and you know and then when i read it i read it in two hours I and mean, it was just like there it was and then it was over and and it it really takes you in you do go on the journey you learn an awful lot and i particularly there was uh, A couple of the different notes to self that I really liked because to me it did kind of wrap up each chapter so that you could look at it and say, yes, it was almost like a game to me. I would get to the note to self and say, oh, did I get that message or did I get a different message out of each chapter? So you can see where you need your own growth as well, you know, and that was interesting. But I think it was chapter 35 where it said uh, the note to self was don't give love and expect love. Instead, breathe love, and I thought that is really yeah. that's it, that's it in a nutshell.
1: That just actually made me go tingly when you actually read that. I think you, I think you should do the audio book but such a beautiful voice <laughs> when you said that. I just, I actually went, I went when you said that. And it is that thing of we can give out love or help people out and that sort of stuff. And then if we are still in our stuff and we still have expectations. They're very upset with people when they don't give us something back in return or they don't show their gratitude or whatever, but if you just breathe love and you just open your mouth and open your heart and open yourself up and just let the love out, then it's a beautiful way to live your life it's It's great for you and it's great for everyone around you
0: yeah and i you know and i I think that's what hit me the most because well, I have a friend who's a numerologist, and right now she's listening to the show saying, "Shut up, stop talking about me <laughs> I, I know she says. <laughs> and I have a nine destiny, and that's a nurturing person who, you know, you nurture, but you never get anything back for it. That's just the way it is. You've got to deal with it. And she tells me that all the time, don't expect people to give back. It's not going to happen for you. Okay, fine. I've heard her say this a million times. But when I read that, don't give love and expect love. Instead, breathe love. I thought, oh my God, that's what she's saying to me. You just should walk around. Now my last name is Love, and I have to say, when I was walking down the aisle, I was petrified because I thought, how am I going to live up to this name? <laughs> what do I have to do? You know, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> you know, there's a big job ahead of me. It's not just getting married. You know, but if you if you do just put the love out there, if you just do that, and you don't expect anything back. You do get things back. I have noticed it in the past two days because I read the books the weekend before the show. Otherwise, I'd confuse you with last week's show or next week's show. So I have to make sure I read the book on Sunday and do my preparation and questions so that I'm ready for the interview on Wednesday. And I did that and I noticed. Yeah, I was very more aware of when I did things. In the name of love, not to, which is everything pretty much we're supposed to do, I was much more aware of don't expect anything back. Just be in the joy of giving the love. And I have to say, I I think I've changed a little bit in the past two or three days. And, and you know, and I was thinking, oh, my growth is going along really well. But this was exceptional. That one line wrap up on Chapter 35 did it for me. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm, I, I'm
1: so excited to hear that. And I think that's the thing about this book. I don't believe that anyone won't read it and get something for themselves. And that's that's kind of the point. It's like uh, whenever I go to a movie or whenever uh, I read a book, I, don't, I also have this whole thing is I don't expect anything. I just let it be whatever it happens to be. And I always take something away from it, whether it's just mm-hmm. learning how to write a better book or a better movie or something about life wisdom, I always just open up to the learning and to the wisdom and that's what I do. And you've completely done that reading this book. So if that one line is your thing for this, then I've done my job. You know, that that's my job. And I, I think it's that thing of the wisdom is all around us all the time and it's within us. And if we all just open up to it in a very loving and open hearted way, a sensational life to live, you know, there's, there's just, it's a very rich life and a full life and I think the more people get in their stuff and in their head, we contract, so all we have to do is expand and so much more success and so much more love and so much more happiness and rewards come as a result of that.
0: Well, and there were quite a few actually because one of them that I know a lot of listeners, we talk about letting go often on this show, we, we always have guests to talk about how do you let go, what does that mean, we don't understand it and the chapter on that, which I think was chapter 25, was when you are ready to let go, someone will be waiting to catch you. And I thought, wow, okay, yeah, that's true. And that makes it easier to let go because you know you're not going to fall. And we always think well, what's going to happen if I let go? What will be missing? You know, what, what won't I get? Where will I end up? And yet that, based on that chapter, I thought this is good for listeners because we always are talking about letting go. It's a difficult thing to do and you don't really understand it until you've done it and then you get what it means.
1: And you know what? It's actually the bit in between the willingness to let go and the person catching you that's the most potent because the freedom comes when you actually are in midair and you're letting go and you don't know what's gonna happen and you just open. That's mm-hmm. freedom where it happens. So it's someone will always catch you, you know, if you put yourself out there in that way. Um and I I remember writing that line it's interesting listening to you say it back to me and it's 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 when I, I know when things are right for me when I write them, is it just goes into my heart. And that's actually what they did when that line came out of okay that went into my heart, that's saying that's full stop there, yeah, that's good. Um, So, yeah, so it's just that space between letting go and letting someone catch you, the freedom happens then in that moment of not having any thought and just opening up.
0: And even though this goes in order, if you will, uh, her self-discovery and how it should go, it's funny because that's Chapter 25. But if you go to Chapter 41, that space between letting go and having someone catch you seems to be spoken you seem to speak to it well with that note to self which is self-discovery is both a painful and wonderful thing all in the same breath that's that gap between letting go and being caught
1: (laughs) and that's that's the message there don't expect you know you, you let go and you want someone to catch you and someone it doesn't always happen instantly sometimes you have to wait 20 chapters for it to happen or you know a, a while, a while in time feels like a lifetime but be living your life in the meantime while you're waiting you know and which is what she does in this in this book you know she keeps living her life and she keeps receiving more wisdom because sometimes we're not ready to receive the wisdom sometimes we have to learn a little bit more until that, that you know that chapter 41 kind of hits in our minds we go, okay I, I get what I was actually thinking back in chapter 25 type thing. if you know what I'm saying yes
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I kind of read the books for a a different reason than what most people do. I'm sure most people pick it up and read it for pleasure or, or, you know, at their leisure, and they just figure, oh, okay, uh, maybe I'll get something out of it, whereas I'm reading it in order to do an interview, and I have to be able to see all of these things. And a lot of times I find them. Sometimes I might miss something, but I really think I found a lot of them in your book, and I just thought this is – A really great way to educate yourself, especially if you're not really knowing how to start. This is a good way to start because you don't have to do what the character does in the book by meaning physically what she does, where she goes, and all the things that she takes on. But you need to follow her lead and do what she does so that you have those same types of moments and you can get there. It's very it's almost like a, um, a sneaky little way to teach people, like teaching children. You know, you you play with them in order to teach them certain things, and this is a very enjoyable way to teach adults. Totally, and I would
1: say people read this book, and I think you know I want to take it that step further. What what could I do to further educate myself and take this as like a a workshopy thing for themselves? You know, I would say at the end of it, just just reflect on what it meant for you and write a bit about that, just to note that onto your own page, your own note to self, and just really open up to that and just pour it onto the page. The other thing I would say for people to do is to actually plan a holiday in the next 12 months. Where would they love to travel in the next 12 months? And I say 12 months because that gives people time to save money and organise leave from work, all that sort of stuff, because everyone who has a holiday to look forward to gets excited about it. You know, It's, it's very it's, difficult not to get excited about going on a vacation. And the second thing in that little kind of exercise you get people to do is actually ask themselves, what do I need to let go of now? In this month, what do I need to let go of? It could be negative thoughts about yourself, about others, be getting late for work, like this character keeps doing. You know, whatever happens to be, what negative things am I doing or thinking or breathing, uh, you know, in my realm that I could just let go of this month? Name them and put them on the page, notes to self. And then the last thing would be passions. What passions would you love to pursue perhaps between now and the end of the year? And it's just that thing of when you let go of some things that don't serve you, you're actually making room for new things to do that you love. It's a bit like a filing cabinet, you know, a filing cabinet can only get so full and that's actually how we get in our heads and our bodies and we actually have to let go of things that don't serve us in order to step into that new way of living. So I'd encourage people to do something like that at the end of reading the book, you know, to sit down reflect what it meant for them, write it down, think about a holiday they'd love to go to, some things they want to let go of, and some new passions to explore. That's, that's kind of my workshop thing, if if you like, that I'd love to add to it.
0: Yes, and I think that's great because all, everything that you said is in this book, and it's everything that we talk about on this show, maybe one piece at a time. A writer will talk about one specific thing, but you have it all in a very enjoyable read. So it's a story But it's very informative, educational, insightful, inspirational, everything that I've said. And it just really, I agree with you. No one could read this book and not walk away with something. You have to walk away with something. It would be impossible not to. You didn't read the book. You weren't paying attention. You read the words. You didn't take it in. You know, yeah, truly. Now, I know that you work with companies and things like that. But do you do workshops with people who are, you know, just put them out there for the public to attend?
1: I do. In fact, I'm coming back to the States in October. My publisher has got a little tour planned for me. So I'm doing some book events, some libraries, also some companies. Um, so we'll put that on the Turn the Page publishing website when they're up and the dates are locked in. So I'm coming for three weeks. So I'll be in LA, New York. I think we're talking about Colorado as well, New Jersey. Um, so I, I regularly come back to the States to do that. I do a whole bunch of stuff in Australia as well. So I do corporate events, but I do free events that libraries and events and events and I talk about my book, I talk about my story and I run little workshops so the Turn the Page publishing website will be the best place to get that information. It will also be on the Alice and Nancy website as well so I I guess that will be available in the next couple of weeks we'll have that uploaded
0: for my next American tour. That will be great because you're hitting the three big places the east coast the west coast and close to the midwest that's wonderful now do you ever do anything online that people can download take a workshop online or anything like that is that something that you would consider
1: i definitely consider it i um what i did when i wrote this novel i actually decided to stop doing a lot of the you know the mentoring and the workshop stuff for a little while so i could dedicate myself to just fully immersing myself in the novel. And now I've done that, I'm now back into this realm. So it's I, something that my publisher and I have been talking about, how can we kind of extend the learning of this book out into the outside world. So I would say that by, you know, in the next two or three months, we'll have some stuff set up for that, the people can just download and, and whatever. But... What I will do, uh, you've just given me an idea as a result of this interview, I will write uh, the idea that I took once I finished reading the book, the little workshop thing, I will write something up about that and I'll do an audio file and I'll attach that to my website within the next week and people can download it and use that exercise to guide them after they finish the novel. So read the novel first because then, then you actually understand what T and I
0: are talking about basically. So
1: read it first and yeah. go to the workshop. So I'll have it up there in the next week.
0: And uh, that's fabulous, and I also think that if people do uh, get the book and read it and do the workshop, they will see changes in their life instantly if you because I can tell yeah. by the way that the way that you wrote the book and the way that you talk on air and the passion that you have, you can tell that what, whatever the workshop is that you put together it's going to help people, and they will see changes i 'm going to say immediately if they really put it to you, and these are not difficult things to do i they're not based on the book, they won 't be difficult things to do. I just know it.
1: Yeah, I think my way really is I talk to people's hearts and that's how I am when I'm in front of people at a workshop. I am literally just talking from my heart openly to your heart and I am looking at that person and knowing I have been in your dark space, I have been in your light space and I have been everywhere in between in my 43 years but I know that we all have the power to be in the light and that's been the place that I talk to them and I just it's such a gift for me to see people open up and change as a result. It makes me want to cry just saying it. It just it's such a gift for me to see people be inspired by something I have said or given them. It's 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 you know, it's priceless really. So um I'm so looking forward to coming back in October and doing this. But it'll be sort of from October one for about three weeks.
0: You know, and you can tell that you are coming from your heart, just in the way that you speak. You're doing the instead breathe love <laughs> you know yeah which is what we all should be doing you know if people if everybody just did that this world would be totally totally different and i think the book would uh would definitely you know would would definitely shift people and bring them into a better vibration and raise their energy as well as the people around you you can't help it when you're coming from that place is there anything else you'd like to tell us about you or your book before we go off air?
1: Yeah, two things I wanted to say, which are very exciting. One is, and I've heard people telling me after they finished this book, they, they go, what next? What happens to Beth next? And I'm like, what do mm-hmm. you mean? And they said, we want a sequel. We want a sequel. We, now that she's kind of at that place, we want to see what she does with all of that wisdom and that life. So I'm currently writing the sequel to the novel, which is really exciting. And I'm also writing the screenplay. So it is becoming a feature film movie as well. So um, that's pretty exciting. I'm really excited about it. So I'm really excited to share that. So that on is on that very later exciting. And I'll pick, yeah. That is so very
2: exciting.
1: Beautiful feature film that people can be completely inspired in their seats in a cinema and really be changed in a profound kind of way. It's exciting for me. Uh, so those two things. And just if you want to buy it, probably the easiest place to buy it is just go to Amazon. It's available on Kindle and uh, print edition as well. So just go straight to Amazon. If you type Alison Nancy, that's dot com, that's um, probably the place to find me and to buy the book. And please write a review. Yeah. It's so great to, to write a review because it's not only for me, but it's also for the people looking at the book and thinking, is note to self a good book? They read the review and, and they go, oh, that's an interesting uh, review. I'll buy the book. So please mm-hmm
0: yes that's very important and after after the show I always go on Amazon myself and from the perspective of being a host of the radio show I do a review for all of my authors all of my guests whether it's a CD a DVD a book or whatever because I think it's really important to get that out there so that people will know because I've talked to them for approximately an hour and you get a much better flavor for what's going on so you can really give a good review of what the book is about and where they came from when they were writing the book and you Allison do certainly come from your heart you can you can tell you can just tell it's great it's wonderful i i just i thoroughly enjoyed having you on the show tonight and i really appreciate your time very very much
1: i just want to say thank you i think the song that you had at the beginning of the show is very very appropriate so thank you t uh just for reading it for having me on air for giving me this time and to give all of this experience to have this interview it's meant, it's meant a lot to me so thank you very much
0: oh Oh, well, you are quite welcome. You know, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so share it with your friends. Send the link to the show so they can be made aware of all the wonderful things that are offered here at Energy Awareness Radio. All of my guests share their time completely freely. They give us a minimum of 60 minutes of their day to help us all. And as you are all aware, they do it at no charge. You pay nothing for the wisdom and knowledge and guidance that you receive here at Energy Awareness Radio from all these wonderful guests who share their time and expertise with us. And tonight's guest is Allison Nancy, and her website, again, is AllisonNancy.com. It's A-L-I-S-O-N. N-A-N-C-Y-E dot com. So please share. Be sure to pass the word. Make others aware so they, too, will be able to grow and learn and make this world better for everyone. Thank you again, Allison. I really enjoyed our time together, and I truly appreciate you taking time to be here with all of us. I'll, I'll put you in the green room in a second if you can just hold on, okay?
1: I will. You're welcome.
0: Thank you. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in this evening. My name is T. Love, and I hope you'll be back next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. So go ahead and get out your calendar and note it now so that you will remember next week to tune in. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting throughout the year. Crystal Bowl concerts will be coming up, Labyrinth Walks as well. So go ahead and, uh, and make sure you get that. Check that out if you're in the tri-state area, New Jersey, New York, Connecticut. You can certainly attend one of those. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, at NRGAwareRadio. That's at NRGAwareRadio. I am your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take
2: care and stay well. Gotta all of I got a roof over my I got a i mm-hmm. I got a on my head. I, I got a walk- My hand. It's not a